Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good afternoon, at the tone, Pacific Daylight Time will be... It's 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. One step closer to my own personal hell. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob. I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sikanet. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. Welcome in just after 5 o'clock, a Tuesday edition of Primetime. No Rob, he's still down and out. Nemec sitting in with me. Buck here as always. Yep. Of course me, Big Souk. I'm always here for you. You're rock of Gibraltar. It is funny that since Rob has become such a giant germaphobe, he's now back to being sick all the time. Like there was a brief time there, like during COVID, where Rob, uh, we thought the Rob immune system had like turned a corner. Like he's notoriously sick all the time, allegedly. But then like he had a good bout of it. But now since COVID, he's become a super germaphobe, and I feel like he's back to being sick all the time. Well, I think he's a germaphobe within reason because he's a germaphobe but also goes to vegas yeah so there's like there's that some is, that there's is some true. give and take there because if you were going to pick germiest cities potential to get germs and to get sick new orleans one yeah vegas might be two because of the, new york the city? air just filters right yeah new york city yeah but new york city again at least you're outdoors i feel like if you're in vegas you're just yeah i'm thinking more like new york subway with, yeah like a new york subway is pretty rough well, well, Rob, like he almost died when he went to when he went to Vegas the first time around, like during COVID. That's where he caught COVID. Damn near killed Kenny Loggins, and uh, and and himself. He was sick for like eight nine days, and he just went to Vegas. Was kind of a little shaky all last week, and now apparently he claims that he's been uh, down and out for like five straight days. See, yeah, like, he went he went down on Friday night. You can't be a germaphobe and then also go to Vegas. Yeah, germaphobe within reason. Yeah, it's but a, like it's, it's weird. a structured germa like germophobia. Yeah, but when you come in here now, he's always like wiping everything down, and he's very he concerned. Is. He's very concerned about germs in the studio, but not so much in Vegas. He doesn't trust you, Sue. No, he wants nothing to do with me. <laughs> like he keeps a great barrier from me. Yeah, but I'm not sick. I very rarely do I get sick. I'm I'm here way more than he is. Can I say a thing? Yeah. Well, it, it is a radio show, great. so. Otherwise, it'd be awkward if we just sat there and longingly looked at each other and I stroke your wonderful ponytail. The thing I'm going to say 
is we never get to in the news, and people always get mad that when Nimic hosts, <laughs> we don't do in the news. So get to in the news. And I just want to say, for the record, for those listeners who text every time I do a show, this is not my fault. And this was a Buck child carry issue this time. Two in the news. That is true. We got derailed by. By Buckley needing, well, I, I felt bad. Like Buck was like, and he took one of those calls today, like before the show, that was like one of those really serious calls. It's like when I was making fun of you because, like, your family, I feel like they're sick like all the time, like the last couple months, mm-hmm. and then you're like, "Hey, man," and then you like, like you let me know like there's serious like problems, There's actual like, stuff going on. And I'm yeah. like, "Damn it, I feel like an ass." But nothing life, nothing life threatening. Yeah. But like, you feel bad because they're dealing with a like, real issue. So, yeah, Buck, I was, I was hoping to make you feel bad a little bit. <laughs> Well, Buck took a call, and it was like one of those super serious calls. Yeah, it was just a, it was a surprise thing, and everything seems like it's going to be okay. But it was, uh, you know, kind of yeah. threw us for a loop for a second. So suddenly, I go into like like reactionary. Well, how do we, you know, kind of manage the crisis situ- situation? And childcare is the top of the mind, so that's where it went. Well, I think I've solved your childcare issue. Clearly, right. you know, an I'm... Odyssey station, 1080, the fan will take care of it. And again. Yeah. Not my fault. That is true. Let's <laughs> blame. Let's fault. let's blame Buckley. <laughs> yeah, the news people get like we we have like there's fans of the show and then there's fans of certain parts of the show. Yes. We get that with like Club Guy. Like when Joey comes on on Friday, we go long a lot, and so it, like Joey's second segment will eat into the club. There's a handful of people that just get pissed. Well, I started kind of talking about contracts or something yeah. a couple times ago in the club and people were like this is not the hour for ah! that it's like all right sorry guys <laughs> sorry sorry and fair enough i mean i well, should follow the rules if you're very angry about not getting into the hot five and five we'll solve that for you right now oh! hot topics hot opinions oh golly i'm hot today and hot air it's time for the hot five at five that's hot. The Hot 5 at 5 on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot 5 at 5 with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. Number 5. We talked about this story a little bit yesterday. It's been a hell of a run for the New Mexico State uh, basketball team. They had one of their players that was lured to the University of Mexico where they tried to beat him with a bat. He shot one of them and killed him. Then, uh, that turned out to be self-defense, but then the entire season was shut down because it turns out that a bunch of the Mexico State basketball players were hazing at least one of the younger players, and they've been charged with uh, imprisonment and sexual assault. Oh, and by the way, they're, they're pretty bad. They're like 9-14, and 14, so uh, their head coach, <laughs> Chris Hyer, <laughs> their head coach, Chris Hire has officially been canned. Apparently, when someone shuts down your entire season, that doesn't that doesn't sit well with the university when it comes to your job security. I still wonder, though, if he was, like, really good. This was his first year His first year. <laughs> first year on his job. He had a player shoot another student, and he had his team season shut down because his players were grabbing the, the fun bags of other players. You can't be doing that. Yeah, it's I mean, a it's reminiscent year. of like the Baylor men's basketball program. Number where a four killed another player. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that compares to this. It's nuts. Yeah, it's it's no good. And again, to be fair, he wasn't very good. Also, not a good coach. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Art Briles got to stick around for a while at Baylor. If I've learned one thing about college sports, that if you're going to have some uh, some bad stuff going on in the field or court, you better be really, really good. Yeah, Urban Meyer, not officially written off, kicked another grown man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I hadn't seen this story, but do you remember Chris Maragos? He was a 49er at one point. He was a former Philadelphia Eagle player. I guess his career ended a couple years ago, and he sued his orthopedic surgeon 
saying that it was misdiagnosed and they botched his knee injury. He won $43.5 million today from Dr. James Bradley and the Roman Orthopedics Institute after they were found liable for medical negligence in regard to an injury that cut short his NFL playing career. Like, you never hear about this. No, that's wild. Yeah. I remember that player, but I didn't think he was due for $40 million. I don't think he was due that, but yeah. He got uh, he got hit with nineteen or twenty nine million from the uh, the orthopedic agency and thirteen or excuse me fourteen point three from the surgeon himself. Was is his lawyer the same as the Bean Lady that's asking for three million dollars? Look, I want, these price tags are are steep. Gosh, I wish I would have had an orthopedic surgeon botch my knee job or just somebody accuse you of stealing beans. Either way, millionaire. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, Blazers back in action. They finished their five game homestand tonight. No Nurk. Uh, no Jeremy Grant still in concussion protocol, but they have Damian Lillard, and apparently that's all you need right now. You pointed this out. They said in his last 21 games, he has more points than anyone in Blazer history in, in a 21-game stretch, and he has the most points in the NBA over that last 21-game stretch. He has been on an absolute tear. I believe they are up to three-point favorites tonight against the Wizards. No Kyle Kuzma for your Wizards. 721 points in his last 20 games. A franchise record and the most of any player in the NBA over a 20-game sample size this season. Unbelievable. He is on his hottest of hot, hot streaks. And if you've been paying attention to Dame's career and if you're in Portland, you have. uh, He's had some really good ones. This is by far his best ever. And yet it really doesn't matter. (laughs) I know. Still mired in mediocrity. losing. And they've been winning a couple here and there. They beat the Lakers the other yeah, night. beat the Lakers. I think they've won, what, three, I think, of the three of the four at home? Is Thibault the greatest three-point shooting trade acquisition in Blazers history? After one game. <laughs> after one is. game, yes. They're in love with them. Uh, NFL uh, news and notes. A day after the Colts hired offensive coordinator Sean Steichen, um, excuse me, Shane Steichen from the Philadelphia Eagles, They uh, Cardinals are going to make it two for two as they hire Jonathan Gannon, their defensive coordinator. So Philadelphia has 11 pending free agents, has to figure out what to do with Jalen Hurts. Some people think he's in in line to make up to $50 million per year, and they've lost both of their coordinators. Uh, I know Philadelphia was really good this year, a sliver away from winning the Super Bowl. I got to believe that there is a step backwards coming for Philadelphia next year. That is a lot to replace. And not only that, but the, the NFL has that rule where if you finish first in your division, you then have to play all the other teams that finish first. Their, their schedule is going to get really tough. Uh, I think the Colts made a great hire, especially considering the other candidate was Jeff Saturday. So, so nice work there by Jim Irsay, even though he let the cat out of the bag and with the number four pick mentioned that he really likes Bryce Young. And then weird? rough hire uh, potentially for the Cardinals, that defensive coordinator. Uh, even among Philly fans is a little bit questionable. That is a little weird that he did. Because they mentioned uh, Bryce Young, right? He said the kid from Alabama, but like they're within striking distance of trading for him and stuff at number four, and he's just volunteered that they really like him. It's strange. What if he really likes Will Levis, actually, instead? I've seen where a lot of people think that uh, Levis will be the second quarterback off the board. Or he might go number one. And that uh, Stroud, I've seen Stroud falling in some some mock drafts. Levis might go one. That's the buzz behind the scenes from the Super Bowl. Bryce Young is really, really small. Most NFL-ready guy, but very, very small, where Levis has more of the NFL build. He's a lot like Josh Allen. He's he's raw, but tools. And then uh, the first domino fell. I guess the first domino would be uh, Aaron Rodgers going into his weird isolation. I guess he started his darkness retreat. But the which leaked that he might be filming it, which will be awkward because you won't be able to see anything. Is it like a Blair Witch sort of situation? Unless it's not really darkness, and then in which case, what what are you doing it for, Aaron? Although you could ask that about everything he does. What Today, are you doing it for, Aaron? 
today was the deadline for the Raiders to make a decision about whether or not they wanted to basically guarantee Derek Carr's $40 million bucks. Derek Carr would not waive his no-trade clause. Uh, why would Derek Carr do that? Why would Derek Carr <laughs> allow someone to determine where he's going to go and then have that team have to give up draft capital so he's officially cut and Derek Carr becomes a free agent? And on top of that, Derek Carr can actually start negotiating right now with other teams, talking to other teams before any of the other free agency. He's got a couple weeks head start. So, I mean, you've heard from like seven or eight teams are interested in Derek Carr. Obviously, when you talk about the hierarchy of quarterbacks available, Aaron Rodgers is number one. Sounds like like the Jets are all in on that. But after that, Derek Carr is the next best thing that's available unless you believe a guy like Lamar Jackson would be available for a trade. But then you're talking about, you know, giving up three ones to go out and get a former MVP. So whether that's down in New Orleans, whether it's Carolina, whether it's the entire in, NFC South. Yeah. I mean, anyone that needs a, a yeah. quarterback right now, you do have Derek Carr. I'll also be interested to see what he does contract wise, because I think most people are under the impression that Derek Carr is a quality starting quarterback in the NFL are they under the impression he's a starting quarterback in the NFL at $40 million per year? I think that is the larger issue. That's the $40 million a year question, yeah. That a lot of people are going to be forced to make here, whether that's Daniel Jones, whether it's Geno Smith. Hey, we like our quarterback. How much do you like him? Because that is the nature of the game in the NFL. When we come back, we'll put some finishing touch or finishing touches, I should say, on uh, Super Bowl uh, 57, right? 57? Correct. We'll kind of, uh, kind of finish that off and uh, some odds and ends in the NFL when we come back. Primetime here on 1080. The- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This song just makes you feel good. Try not to do a little wiggle. I looked around at all three of us at the same time. Bob it a little bit. Do a little head shimmy. And am I the only one that immediately thinks of Pee Wee Herman whenever oh, I, I hear this? I immediately think Sandlot. I think Sandlot, yeah, Sandlot. Sandlot. I'm yep. just showing my age there. Yeah, because I remember the Sandlot, but this has the this this is a Pee Wee thing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, shame what happened to Pee Wee. Man was just out there, you know, trying to do his thing. <laughs> yeah. Poor Paul Rubens. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Put it away. Yeah, I can't do that in public, man. Nope. Nope. 
Didn't now, he kind of have I don't a, know if you ever is, could. It is in Germany. You're in a theater. But he had kind of a comeback, right? Didn't he kind of have a yeah, kind of sort of? He did like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I don't know. I, he I wasn't mean, like fully canceled. He wasn't spacey. He was, he like was the, mostly. He was pretty huge he, for a while. I yeah. think before you and I were around, I think Pee Wee oh, yeah. was yeah. Pee Wee was a big deal. Look, I'll go to my grave saying Pee Wee's Big Adventure is criminally underrated. Big Top Pee Wee, not so much. But if you're sitting around on a Netflix sort of day, give Pee-wee's Big Adventure a whirl sometime. I don't know how it holds up. They may be one of those who I'm making that recommendation. You watch it, you're like, oh, my God, this is terrible. But I have fond memories. Isn't that awful when you tell someone else, gosh, this is still really great, and they haven't seen it? They're like, wait, you thought this was great at some point? But I can at least admit when that goes wrong. Like I, I used to do that with my kids. I'm like, oh, you should watch this. I watched this when I was a kid. This was great. And it's something I haven't seen in like 15, 20 years. And we start watching it and we get a half hour in and I can tell like they're not, they're not vibing with so it. So when's it going to get good, dad? And I'll be like, I'm sorry. I'm like, sorry, kids. This, uh, this didn't hold up as, as well as I was hoping. I think Polly Shore movies, uh, you're going to go down that road. I think Polly Shore movies, sometimes really? you watch them now and you're, you're like, oh. oh, okay. I thought you were saying those were good. No, every Polly Shore movie is cringeworthy. Well, when I was when I was a kid, they were hilleries. You liked In the Army Now. Yeah. Really? They were all Encino, Encino Man. Man. Oh, yeah, those were great when Son I was a kid. Law. I mean, I was like 12, right? The, the Weasel. Oh, yeah, yeah. That whole thing? Yeah. I love those. Polly Shore. And now they're not, they don't, they no. do not hold up. No. Those do not hold up. No, those are, those are terrible. Like, uh, the Ernest movies were I was going to say the Ernest movies, and then I was like, I wonder if that's too niche, but yeah, like some of those are up. But like I saw Austin Powers the other day. Like that still holds up. Like So I Married an Axe Murderer, some of the Mike Myers stuff. Some of that still holds up pretty good. But, I liked Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, and those are still classics. Yes. Those are still funny. Early, and my son loves Happy Gilmore. He's, early, he's a senior in high school. Early Sandler holds up. Yes. Late Sandler? From Mr. Deeds on. Yeah. It's, it's Mr. Deeds is when he hit the wall. That and Little Nicky. That was that time yeah, for him. And it, after that, it bad. just it got bad. It's all bad. Yeah. But yeah, early Sandler is 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 peak. Yeah. See, for me, I could take Happy Gilmore and you could throw away everything else in his catalog and I'd be totally Billy fine. Madison's good. Billy Madison, I think, is okay. I think well, it's pretty good. But like I think you're just okay. Happy Gil- well, thank you. I think Happy Gilmore though is in a league of its own against all other Sandlers, and the rest is kind of meh. Really? Uh, see, I, I liked a lot of Sandler stuff. Yeah, I go Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. I view those as the exact same thing. Like, see, I think that he did less of the like drunk idiot voice in Happy Gilmore, like the like I'm gonna I'm chasing yeah. the penguin, like shampoo the shampoo goes off. Just, that was just like no. Okay, I know that he's supposed to be an idiot, but no one acts like this. Whereas oh, in Happy you, Gilmore, he at least seemed like a hockey so clown you want, playing golf. You want semi serious? You want semi serious Happy Gilmore? <laughs> that's that's where you're going. You're like that shooter sure. again, Volkswagen. I just don't I, like. I love the, that Buck just dropped yeah, a, yes. a serious. The seriousness he likes. I like Sandler in a dramatic sports. role. Well, yeah, I want him to start dating the communications director of the PGA Tour immediately. You know, she's fantastic. She was the one from uh, Modern Family. Yeah, she's had a nice long career. Boy, already. she brings the she, heat. She's been Julie she, Bowen. She's been peak for a long time. She has been yeah, criminally I mean, underrated. She and Selma Hayek are two. There's another one. Two women that have been it's top shelf. Top shelf for like. 30 years. Some hike I think has actually gotten hotter if it's even I, possible. I know. She's doing it's a Benjamin insane. doing a Benjamin button thing. All right, we're putting some uh, finishing touches here on the Super Bowl, some ins and outs. I like did, where this went. <laughs> did you <laughs> did you see Juju Smith trolling the Philadelphia Eagles? 
No, but I'm not a big Juju fan. Oh, this is a, kind of an ugly look. It's it's pretty bad. He's taking a lot of heat. He's taking heat from from not just the, the not just like Philadelphia players, other guys, even some teammates have come out and been like, "Hey, man, this isn't it." Oh. So Juju tweeted out he made a little Valentine, and it's got James Bradbury on it, and it's got the little heart, and it said, "Happy Valentine's Day. I will always hold you." I think it says, Ooh. "I will hold you when it matters most." Yeah. <laughs> Which is even oh, worse. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little much. Yeah, is that was is that the the official I will hold you when it matters most? Yeah. Ugh. Especially yeah. since Bradbury was such a class act about it. Yeah. He oh, said right? he said it was a penalty. I held him. I shouldn't have done it. It I'm, would be funny up. if a Chiefs fan did it. But for the Chiefs player, yeah, it's like bad. just go that's... enjoy your championship. Why are you dragging this fool who's yeah, already wearing right. yeah. it? I'll hold you when it matters most. And then it has the little to and from and you could print it out. There's a lot, you know, for the Chiefs being like I love Andy Reid, love Patrick Mahomes, his brother Jackson Mahomes, his wife, and no. Juju, uh, are social media giant pains in the in the butt. Yeah. Um, They're awful. Juju's, All three of them. Juju is hard to root for. Now the, the Mahomes, Jackson Mahomes is really obnoxious. He's the worst thing going in the NFL. And then his wife's kind of she's like has some TikToks where she's like, take that. What do you think of that? And it's like I you're hate, not playing. I Stop. hate them so much. I try to pretend that they don't exist. I view it like Rocky Five. Because I love all the Rockies outside of Rocky Five. So Patrick Mahomes is the Rocky franchise, and then yeah, Jackson yeah. Mahomes and his wife are responsible for Rocky Five, and I just pretend that they don't and, exist. And, and that's what I'm saying. This Chiefs, like I, yeah, I saw for a dynasty. Yes, for a dynasty. It's very People don't hate them. They pretty much like them, except for those two, and then also and also Juju. Yeah, I saw that. Like Mahomes was doing an interview afterwards. That I was I was watching it, and he's such a classy guy. And then right in the background, that son of a bitch. There he is. <laughs> and he's like, he's not even like meaning to. It just, it, I think he's like oblivious to the fact that his brother is giving an interview. There's that jackass, Jackson Mahomes, in the background doing one of his stupid TikTok dances. Is it wrong that I just, I don't want something horrible to happen to him. Like, I don't, I don't want him to get hit by a bus, but I would like him to like, get run over by a golf cart. What Just if, enough okay, to I, maim. I got one. What if someone dates him and then, because he's so into his social media, breaks up with him on their TikTok and it goes viral? That's, I was going to say, maybe one step good, further, right? maybe he can get canceled for something. Like, maybe he says something really controversial and he loses all his followers. But I hope it doesn't hurt people's feelings. Well, just, no, but I also I don't want him to get hit by a bus. He tried to remember when he tried to cancel some bar or restaurant because they wouldn't seat him, and yes. he's like, "I'm Patrick Mahomes' brother." It's like, yeah, dude, you don't do that. Dude. Take it easy. Look, I'm I'm not, I'm okay with an injury. Like I said, I don't want the oh, bus. I don't wish for injuries. I'm not saying that I want that's like a bad, horrible. That's, that's bad juju. No, like, full circle, like a leg. <laughs> like, it, can we stop him from dancing? You know, like in the going back to those eighty movies. You know, like in like ski school, how someone would get in a wreck and they end up in one of those body casts. Is there something we can do about that? Something could it, could his social media hand get damaged in a way where he would no longer be able to film his TikTok? Or what if he develops some sort of like a visual condition where he just can't look at a phone screen anymore? Just no more of that. He goes blind. He <laughs> wish blindness. Now upon we're wishing him? blindness. No, I, I didn't say blindness. I'm saying <laughs> no, the phone becomes too much. Did. You just have to abstain from the TikTok. That's the only thing. <laughs> well, clearly after last year. 
Mahomes or someone with the Chiefs told them to tone it down because yes. they mostly disappeared yes. until this week. And then they and showed then, back up. Uh, not so good. It's like our national nightmare. Uh, the Super Bowl halftime show, again, every year it gets more viewers than the actual game. 117 oh, million. Is that true? I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. 113 million people watched the Super Bowl, third most of all time. By the way, the Seahawks' two Super Bowls, uh, well, the last two, not the not the Sean Alexander Pittsburgh Steeler uh, one, but the Malcolm Butler Patriots and then the Denver Seattle one, and that's the one I don't get because it was a blowout. Those are the two highest rated Super Bowls of all time. Peyton Manning, maybe just for like the legacy thing of the other ones. It was over by the half. Unless being someone, in New York, unless we just hate Peyton Manning, everyone wanted to see him get his forehead kicked in. But this hundred thirteen giant forehead, hundred thirteen million and change watched the Super Bowl. One hundred seventeen and change watched Rihanna perform at the at the halftime, and that's kind of been one of those. You know, some people are taking shots at it that she was pregnant; it wasn't as great. But you know, she's got such a huge fan base. I personally thought it was good, but the bigger thing is they always say the 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 halftime bump. Like they don't pay those performers for that. Yeah, I mean that's and and so but everyone their music blows up. Yeah, yeah, so just in the last. Less than 48 hours since the Super Bowl. So this was this morning that I saw this. If people want to know why you do that, because they spend a lot of their own money. Well, actually, they get sponsors to do it. But like with with Dre and Snoop, they had to go finance that. Like you know, they went and found people that wanted to to be a part of that. But you have to dump millions of your own dollars into that. The NFL does not pay you to do it. But this is why they don't, because the NFL knows that there's no better marketing ploy in the world than being the halftime performer. She hasn't done a live performance in seven years. She has no new music out or anything. And that's kind of crazy to me. Seven years for someone with that level of popularity. Yeah. Right now, she is the number one streamed artist globally, and it's not even close. She uh, has a hundred and they're actually at the peak of her performance, almost 119, 118.7 is the official number. That's over 5 million more that watched the Super Bowl. Wow. Think about the most watched program in years. The most watched program every single year is the Super Bowl halftime show. Not the Super Bowl, the halftime show. I didn't know. I didn't realize that. And I don't know why. She now has seven, again, Hasn't put out a new album in almost a decade. Mm-hmm. She now has 17 songs in the top 40 on Spotify and all major 17. streaming. 17 of the top 40 wow. are her tunes. She has gained 3 million followers on Instagram in the span of less than 24 hours. 3 million. That's Think about that. That's what that, that I does. I like the idea of 3 million people like either not knowing or not thinking they needed to be like, you know oh, what? cool. I should be following her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three million people have that thought. Three million middle-aged years. people with Instagram now follow her. Huh, I don't follow Riri. Let's change that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, she she now is worth over a billion dollars. She has that beauty company. Right? And lingerie. Oh, yeah, Fenty. Yeah. yeah, Fenty is her beauty company. Would you care to guess the increase in searches and traffic to that website that she has received over the last 24 hours? I would say 1,000%, so like 10 times more. Eight hundred and thirty-three percent increase searches. That yes, was close. Off her, off her beauty that's, company. So that's money, money, money. You money, imagine money. what yeah. that wow. that has meant in sales when you have eight hundred and thirty-three percent increase in traffic. Something tells me that some of those are going to be converted to sales real, real quick. So next time you feel bad for someone, oh man, I can't believe they're not getting paid to do the Super Bowl halftime show. Eh, they're doing just fine. And just. As a as a point of of emphasis here, can we not be 
so nitpicky about the halftime show. Like, for the most part, isn't it pretty good? Yeah. I mean, sometimes sometimes it's not great. Well, sometimes it's not your cup of tea. But, like, R- Rihanna doesn't really sing her own music really anymore. It's like, you know... It's, well, no one lip, does. Lip sync. Everyone lip syncs those. In fact, I but think... But who cares? I, I mean, think that Springsteen, they said, is the only one to actually yeah. do live because of the, the time constraint. You can't do sound check and, right, and all right, that. Right. So, so some so have who, backing tracks and they, they sing some live vocals, but everything's lip synced. But who cares? Yeah. I mean, that's my, my point is like, why do people get so uptight about the Super Last year, people were all up in arms. It's like, who cares? They're, it's mostly good if it's not your cup of tea. Cool. Watch the football game. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not the right person for this, clearly, because I'm like, we should be watching the game anyway. Why can't we just talk about the game and yeah, have that's time? you. Yeah. Nerd. But if you're going to have it, why do people get like, oh, that was terrible. Oh, that's what D minus performance. Shut up. Who cares? Well, you can Who call cares? it a, you can call it a D minus performance, but five million more people watched that than the Precious Game. Right. And I so, don't. By the way, I don't it think came it was. down to it the wire fine. and was an all time classic. And yeah. it was. By the way, it was fine. She was. She did fine. I Everyone is fine. There's no last such, year's was fine. There's no such thing as a bad Super Bowl performance because there's so much stage and pageantry that goes into that, and they spend so much money. Again, you can't say anything is bad. You can say it's not your cup of tea. Right. Again, if you bring out Tom Petty, you're going to get some Rihanna fans that say, well, what is this old geezer? And if you get Rihanna, then my dad's going to chime in and be like, where's the marching band? You can't make everyone happy. Right. But you still, every year, you have some of the biggest artists in the world. They're, they're And everyone in that industry at the top of their game is producing those things. I mean, that is the best of the best. It's an unimpeachable, it's almost an unimpeachable performance every yes. year. Like, you cannot like it, but it's never, yes. holy crap, what a dumpster fire. Well, Except it, for that one shark, Left Shark or whatever, a few years ago. I mean, they Lef, clearly did Lef not shark know was the best thing how ever. to dance at all. And that was, are you all right over there? Yeah, I just hit my knee on Okay. On the on the board, I felt that in here. The whole table shook. I got a Two big room leg. shook. Other than Left Shark, it's it's been highly choreographed and prepared for years. Wait until Taylor Swift does it, because you know she's going to be next. I know I do not like Taylor Swift, but I'm sure her performance will be fine. <laughs> It'll all be fine. Did you hate on Taylor Swift? You racist. You heard me. Explain that one. You heard me. You hate Taylor Swift. Because of my anti-white stance. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you hate you hate T Swizzle. This not, is quite the not going to stand for this, it. I'm a big Eminem fan. I mean, if we're going to talk about artists who are known for their race and their and their whiteness, I'm an Eminem fan and don't like Taylor Swift. I don't Whatever. know how you. Oh, so now this is like I have a black friend, right? You're like, oh, I like, <laughs> I like yeah. one white guy. You're like one. This is this is Nemec being like, no, I'm not racist. I'm also I, anti Elvis. I like, yeah. Here yeah, we go. Yeah. You like one white. You like one white artist. One, one. only one. <laughs> That's not oh. true at all. Yeah, one. I like yeah. the Beatles. They're British. It doesn't count. <laughs> they're, they're the, the British aren't real white people. That's far more controversial. Are you than saying they're black British today. people? <laughs> oh my goodness, this is not going good places. All right, when we come back, uh, the Pac-12 releases a statement. And let me tell you, when you have to release one of these statements, it's not going good for you. Here, though, is Buck with SportsCenter. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We're talking about Juju kind of being a bitch with the Bradbury uh, Valentine thing. I guess he's going back and forth now on Twitter with uh, Gardner Johnson with the, the slot corner for for the Eagles. Yeah, just talking mess to him. I, I just, dude, you won. Like, I, you don't need to say anything. You won. The athlete. What are we doing? The athlete Twitter beef is uh, it's fascinating because it, it's becoming more and more common. And I do think that as this next generation, because Juju, you know, he's he's a Twitch guy, and in Pittsburgh, remember, he was the guy that got in trouble because he would he would film TikToks on the field before and after games. And Mike Tomlin was like, "Seriously, dude, like, tone knock it, it off, tone it down, yeah. tone it down." But you've seen it, like Micah Parsons will engage in this. Lillard engages not necessarily with other players all the time, but Lillard will keep receipts. He'll go at people on Twitter, especially mm-hmm. media types. Media types, he'll absolutely go out. I don't think he necessarily goes after players, but. I mean, there's been one or two I remember. Like, CJ did this a little bit. Well, he'll go after guys. CJ and Durant had a thing. Over yeah. Podcasts and stuff. Chandler Dude, Part. Durant is. Durant's a like, total. King yes. Like, he is super sensey. But, like, I just think that this generation of player, um, they grew up with social media. And I think as this next generation comes in, like, you remember, like, when, when, when LeBron broke Kareem's record, there's that great photo of side by side of of Jordan hitting the final shot in Utah and LeBron hitting uh, his shot at the. It's, it's not the Staples Center anymore, right? It's uh, crypto something or uh, other. Crypto.com arena, something like that. Whatever, whatever. The, <laughs> I know what you mean. You know the Lakers arena. Yeah, and in the Jordan one, you don't see a single phone. So that was ninety seven, ninety six. Not a single phone. And in the the Jordan one, or in the the, the LeBron one. I think only Phil Knight doesn't yeah, have a Phil phone. Yeah, Phil Knight was the only one without his phone out. You know, LeBron's both kids are there in the front row, and they've got their phones. I just think that this generation of kid grew up, everything is is on your phone. And I do think that this is not going to get better. I think it's going to get worse. I think this sort of thing is going to become the norm. And, and even as the next coach uh, generation gets brought through, you know, you're seeing more and more young coaches that are getting hired as head guys. And after a while, they're going to be raised on this, too. So I think even a lot of the old, old stoic red asses in the league are going to eventually get phased out. I mean, look at from the Shanahan's to the, you know, to, to, to uh, you know, to Sirianni. I mean, Andy Reid is definitely 64, but uh, the two coaches, you know, Gannon and Steichen that were just hired, these are all kind of young guys. And the NBA certainly has has this element to it where there's all kinds of online beef and has been for years. I just think this, whether we like it or not, I do think this is going to be part of professional sports moving forward is this notion of I'm going to take the trash talk on the field or on the court and I'm going to take it to the internet. Yeah, and, and I think that's one of the ways and one of the areas where I, I really had an issue with Twitter spaces. Yeah. When people were like, Twitter spaces is awesome. You have all these people in there talking. Ooh. And I'm like, yeah, it's good in the off season if you're like, share, you know, you're all kind of sharing rumors or talking about the team. You do not want that with parents of players oh, and players ugly. themselves and coaches on Twitter spaces with fans after losses. Yeah. You don't want that no. for 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids because you're going to have the people that are drawn to that, that want the attention of saying something, 
are going to say things they shouldn't say publicly. There's a reason there's backstory in the league that we don't all know. Well, it's because it needs to stay behind closed doors. Well, and how many athletes do not have the ability to let stuff go? And again, I, Damian Lillard is my favorite Portland Trailblazer of all time. Me too. I, he is to me beyond. I, you will not hear criticism of him beyond so, reproach. I, yep. He's just he's everything you could want. But let's also not act like he can let stuff go. Dude, that guy carries grudges. He will not. like If you say something negative about him, if you write something negative about him, if someone says something to him, he'll respond to just average Joe Schmo out there on Twitter. So it's it, there's this sense that, that now everyone gets an opinion. Everyone gets to, 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 to let, their, uh, let their voice be heard. And it amazes me that athletes, Kevin Durant, the guys like this, would give two rips what... Stephen A. or Skip Bayless says, let alone you know, jackass off the off the the street. But I'm telling you, a lot of these guys cannot let that stuff go. I think it is an under. What would you say? Not underappreciated. I just think it's one of those things that I don't think we realize how hard it is to let criticism go. I think very few people in the spotlight have the ability when they say, oh, I don't listen, I don't hear any of that horse crap. No, I, I can't say anything. I, I block people. If you call me names on Twitter, one, it's not you didn't hurt my feelings. Yeah. You just don't get to interact with me. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see you say you're stupid da 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 So I just block people who, who get on Twitter to just call me names under my stories. So, and, and again, it's not because I hurt my feelings. Yeah. I just you don't. I don't need to see it. I don't well, care. It's, I, and I, then people say, "Well, you block too many people," and it's like, "Well, unless you said something racist or you cussed at me, <laughs> you're probably you're probably fine." And, and that's and the thing. So but I when you say something, say, that, but, I don't get to say then. Well, these players shouldn't be so thin because I'm the dude who will block you if you call me names. But, but it's it's fascinating that that you'll get called a bitch for blocking someone. Or, you know, that's what they would say. That's where we need to turn things in society. Exactly. It's like this idea of, I. you can say whatever you want, but why do I want to log on to something every day and hear someone call me, hear, hear people say negative things about right. me? Why would I? And I don't care who you are. No one likes that. I, I say anytime someone starts here at the radio station, we have this wonderful little text line. By the way, new text line, 503-864-6326. That's 503-864-6FAN. You can call us all kinds of wonderful things on there. But I always tell people when they first start off doing the job, I said, you, you really got to be careful what you read. Because you can get one person that says something about you, and you can say all you want that it's not going to bother you, but it does. I've seen it happen for 20 years. I've seen it happen. People saying negative stuff about you does have an impact on you. Yeah. And people have a really hard time letting it go. But if you do, if you then say, hey, I'm going to choose to not listen to that. I'm going to choose to block it. Then again, people call you out for being thin-skinned. It's this really weird. Yeah, and I, I get that it, it, all the time. Oregon yeah. State fan all thinks I'm so thin-skinned. And my two issues that Oregon State fan decided we hate Andrew Nemec for a long time, for years there, was the Luke Heimlich stuff, which yeah. I totally stand by. And saying, I think we're on the same page and, on that. And saying Gary Anderson couldn't recruit. People yeah. were like, you're not even giving him a chance. You're an idiot. And I was like, listen, I've talked to a lot of people. I understand. And then as soon as they hired Coach Smith, I said, he's doing a lot better. And you, yeah. I mean, you can vouch for that. Yeah. An Oregon State fan still says, you're so thin-skinned. And it's yeah. like... Well, I blocked like 400 people who said you are a piece of da 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 da, and they're gone just, from my Twitter. And the other thing we have to do as a society too is, and I see this all the time, people will brag that someone that they don't like blocked them, blocked them, yeah. and they share it. And it's like, so yeah. you were a jerk because nobody notices you unless you're a jerk. Yeah. And then we have people who are like, "Good job, he's yeah. a piece of crap," yeah. and you're like, 
wait, wh- why? Why as adults are you going to someone's Twitter and talking crap to them until they block you? Like, how childish are you? And that is, people will share, like, Mike Pence blocked me, or yeah. Donald Trump blocked me, or Joe Biden blocked enough, me, and people are proud. Yeah, I said that's, like, that's not a good thing. That means you're a jerk. Even if you're on the right side of of the argument because you hate Biden or you hate Trump or whatever. I'm just using those as examples because I'm, I'm covering both bases here. That doesn't make you a good person. It, it means you're a jerk and you just were a jerk to yeah. a particular like, person. I saw that uh, Adrian Peterson made some waves today because he was very critical of uh, the fake DeMar Hanlon because, you know, he's not a real guy. This is, he's, he's clearly, he's died. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't upset about DeMar Hamlin, right? <laughs> yeah, no, he was upset because DeMar Hamlin was wearing, uh, he was wearing a Jesus jacket. Yeah, I saw he, that, yeah. But it was a, I don't know what it, it was a designer jacket where Jesus was depicted in a way that Adrian Peterson didn't like. It was Jesus on the cross, but I guess it was a, an artistic rendering of Jesus. Oh, boy. Right? Adrian Peterson. Yeah, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. The righteous one. The righteous one. Well, he's, he's a gatekeeper. He's a man of the Lord. Okay. And he had, a, he had an issue, and he went at DeMar Hamlin for you know wearing this jacket. And, you know, and then it turned into this whole thing, and again, people going back and forth and and I, I, I was reading about this, and I saw that Adrian Peterson, um, who was it, Fred Taylor, went at Adrian Peterson and was like, hey, man, I get it. Like, y- y- you know, I'm a man of the Lord, too, and it wasn't my favorite thing in the world, but you got to, you know, handle this a little bit better, and there's better ways to do this than, than going on there. And Adrian Peterson said something to the effect of, I just couldn't let it go. I had to say what I thought about the jacket, and I just then you're not an adult, and that's that's my Be whole an thing. Adult, you're Adrian Peterson. Like what? You're a Hall of Fame running back, right? We all know that you're one of the best to ever play. But you're sitting at home, and Adrian Peterson saw something, saw a jacket that someone was wearing. By the way, promoting Jesus, but it wasn't promoting, but promote, not the way, you, not the way you wanted it, and you were so bothered by it, you just said no. Yeah, Adrian Peterson's like, yeah, I know that I probably shouldn't have done it, but I just had to say something. The best thing we can do is the next time you have that thought of, I just have to say something, realize you don't. You really don't. Sometimes it's just beneficial to just shut your stupid face <laughs> and just be like, yeah, I this can bother me, and I can just let it. We do have the ability to just say, it bothers me, and I don't need to let anyone know it. I don't have to like that jacket, and I don't have to turn it into a thing, but I, I just don't. I think we're we're getting into that generation where that notion of just letting something slide isn't going to be there. So this whole athlete beef back and forth, I think it's here to stay, and I think it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. All right, when we come back, I do want to get to the Pac-12 stuff because they've made it a statement, a definitive statement. So if you're a Pac-12 fan, don't worry. The Pac-12 isn't going anywhere, according to the Pac-12. That when we come back. And then Club Tinity here on the floor. So the Big 12 actually vaulted ahead of the Pac-12 in their media rights deal. The Pac-12 was next up. So the ACC is locked into their TV deal, and it's a horrible TV deal, but they're locked into it for a number of years going forward. And that's with ESPN. And then the SEC and the Big Ten, they recently signed theirs, and those are the monster deals. Those are the ones that eventually are going to be worth $80, $90, $100 million as these contracts keep going up those guys are the the big power players and then the big 12 had theirs coming up but the pac-12 was in in line to be the next one to sign where the big 12 
and there was some talk that the Pac-12 and the Big 12 were thinking about maybe a merger. But apparently they couldn't come to a deal. The Pac-12 wasn't really interested in the Big 12. They were a little snooty. They wanted unequal revenue sharing. They weren't real happy with some of the academics. So it just ended up going their separate ways. And then it kind of got into a pissing match because the Big 12 was trying to poach some of the Pac-12. And so now the commissioners don't get along very well. Well, the Big 12 did something at the time a lot of people weren't quite certain uh, was a wise move. The Big 12 convinced ESPN to open up their negotiating window early and basically signed an extension of the old TV deal. And it wasn't like for this monstrous uh, amount or anything, but it was it was a deal that kept them relevant in the $30 million range bumping up each year. They signed an extension and they thought, not only can we sign an extension, but it puts us in line to negotiate before the other leagues. So they signed a a stabilizing deal now, and they thought, keeps us alive, because remember, the Big 12 was on life support for a while. With Texas and Oklahoma leaving, it was like, oh my God, what do we do? They expanded, they went out and got BYU, they went and got Cincinnati, they signed a TV rights deal, stabilized them, and they'll be up for negotiation before any of the other major players. Which leaves the Pac-12. The Pac-12 got leaked. And the Pac-12 has been telling us all along, don't worry, we're fine, we're going to this great product, everyone's going to be interested in us. Well, it turns out if you believe people that are in the know, and we're having Stuart Mandel on tomorrow to talk about this, it doesn't sound like a lot of people are interested in the Pac-12. Because here we are a couple months later and the Pac-12 has no TV deal. It doesn't sound like one's imminent. And now they're exploring the giant institutions of San Diego State, Fresno State, Boise State, and SMU as possible additions. They're cooked, man. I'm telling you, the pa- the future of the Pac-10, because USC and UCLA are gone, is bleak. So this is the statement that they put out. They said the Pac-12 universities look forward to con- uh, uh, consummating a successful media rights deal or deals in the very new future based upon positive conversations with multiple potential media rights partners over the past few weeks. We remain highly confident in our future growth and success as a conference and united in our commitment to one another, which is an absolute load of crap a huge load of crap they're not committed to one another at all and the multiple tv rights partners the only one bidding on this right now is espn and espn is not giving them what they want and amazon uh doesn't want all of their programming amazon wants certain pieces of it and what they're willing to pay does not make up for what espn would take off of the deal so right now, you're trying to negotiate with multiple partners, and there just isn't anyone bidding on this. And you also have multiple schools, again, if you listen to people, that say Oregon and Washington, at the first train out of town, they'd be gone. If the Big Ten came calling, they'd be out. And now we're back to this where apparently the Big 12 is back circling, trying to poach the four corner schools, the Arizona State schools, Colorado and Utah, to bring them back into the Pac-12, and, and or back into the Big 12. They should go. They should go. This deal, and, and, and I've seen the money laid out, and I said this when this first started started happening, the Pac-12's in huge trouble, and this yes. was when they were first talking about USC and UCLA even possibly leaving, and you looked at the deals, and the Big Ten and the SEC were going to make, and I don't have the numbers in front of me now, some monstrous number per year more. That's how much you can pour into facilities to travel. The packaging for your athletes was going to be so much better than the Pac-12. They would start to hoard all the talent. They'd start to hoard all the media rights, and they would just dominate you. You would get 
buried. It was something like the Pac-12, each Pac-12 team, the equivalent of like they'd make 17 million with their deal, and the Big Ten and SEC would make like 48. It was some like it was like triple the numbers. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was just it was like well you can't you can't compete with that. That's that much more money into your athletic department. It's not going to work. And so what you have is now the and how, here's another way you know it's in tr- where you're in trouble. The Big Ten is trying to get and did successfully get USC and UCLA. The Pac-12's counter move is SMU and San Diego State. Yep. That doesn't move the needle. People say, well, well they're trying to get mar- uh, you know, other markets involved. They only have those markets involved if those markets care. And I'm here to tell you right now, California doesn't care about San Diego State football no. and SMU football in Texas. You're not like, whoa, the Pac-12. We gotta, we gotta subscribe to this. You're talking about the seventh, SM, the seventh SMU's best school in, in both states. California barely, barely cares about college football at all outside of SC. Right. Yeah. So, so to say our solution, it looks desperate, and I think they, I think the biggest mistake they even made was to let it be known they were even looking at SMU and San Diego State because what it was was just a flare up into the air. In we're in panic mode, and no one wants to be a part of us. And so the Big Twelve goes, oh, "Whoa, they're going to get SMU. Let's go poach Arizona and Arizona State. This thing is a is a sinking ship." And I will say again, and I've said it all this time while we've talked about all this realignment. If I were Washington State and Oregon State, I'd be really, really concerned because at least Washington has Seattle and at least Oregon has Nike connections and they're a successful uh, university in terms of athletics across track, across Olympic sports, in football and basketball. They have a lot that they can that they can potentially be attractive to, to a Big Ten, to an ACC type merger. Oregon State and Washington State don't bring a lot to the table yeah. in terms of just the size of their viewership. They, they have, just don't move the they needle. They have to hope that ESPN and Amazon can come to some sort of partnership because it sounds like right now that's it. it. Sounds like it's Amazon and it's ESPN, and neither one of them is willing to bid against the other one that much. This is it, it's just this is not good. Well, even They're, releasing a statement that says we're all we together. have options means you don't have options. You, have you know, options. you know what you do if you have options? You announce a huge deal. Yeah. And the fact that you're saying that we're all committed to one another, no, you're not. Every school, oh, definitely every not. school right now is in it for themselves. And the only reason they're even putting on this front in the hopes that they can manage to pull out a, a deal at the 11th hour that saves the Pac-12. So I guess, there, I mean, there is a chance, right? If you can come up with enough money pieced together through Amazon or whatever streaming service and ESPN, because right now the only major power player is ESPN. No one else wants it. So it's ESPN and streaming. And believe me, you're hearing that ESPN and them are hundreds of millions of dollars apart, and there's no incentive for ESPN to bump that up. None. Whatsoever. Who's bidding against them? Because right now it doesn't sound like Amazon is willing to give the Pac-12 a full media rights deal. So ESPN's just sitting back saying, okay, well, you know, you, 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 know you need us more than we need well, you. And let's be honest, the Pac-10, Pac-12 hasn't been relevant in the big money-making sports in years. Yeah, so so you can sell me the great college baseball, the great softball, the great women's basketball programs. Doesn't move the needle and hasn't when, for a while. Unfortunately, it doesn't. When was your last men's basketball championship? When was your last football national championship? If it's more than 15 years ago, 10 years ago, no one cares. And unfortunately, the Pac-10 and Pac-12 is in a situation where they are not marketable. And so to release a statement that like, hey, we're everyone knows it just all of this looks desperate. It looks desperate to release the statement. It looks desperate to go after SMU and San Diego State. Just stop it. Get a deal done done. or don't and understand that 
frankly, to be completely honest, the Pac-12 slash now Pac-10 is a dying brand. It's just the way it is. It's in a lot of trouble right now. Stuart Mandel of The Athletic, he'll join us tomorrow to talk about this further, and you just cross your fingers and hope that maybe, maybe they can find a way to pull this one out of the fire. All right, we come back. Club 1080 right here, 1080 The Fire. I wish... You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.